Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, you may uh, know uh, that uh, Kobe Bryant's widow, Vanessa, is suing L.A. County because there is a cop who uh, took and shared photos of Kobe Bryant's body after his fatal helicopter crash. And that just exploded. And um, uh, I don't even know if he was disciplined for it, but it was just a horrific story. And uh, now, uh, from what I understand, and I didn't see them, nor would I look at them, uh, off, uh, they went on, they didn't go on the internet per se. They were shared with other cops at a bar. And uh, the cops were talking about it. I think it was the sheriff's department. And it, uh, Vanessa is suing the, uh, the officer and L.A. County for damages, emotional distress, et cetera, which uh, is legitimate. And so it's the same cop who took the photo who is at the center of a case in which he held down a prisoner's head, kneeled on the neck of a prisoner while the prisoner was in county lockup. And uh, it's kind of quite a coincidence that it was the same officer. Now, obviously, the kneeling of uh, uh, the kneeling on a prisoner's head on a neck actually uh, is a far more serious allegation, and that's going on. Uh, that investigation is going on. Vanessa Bryant wants the accusation of that uh, cop brought into the case. I guess to establish that uh, this sheriff's deputy is a bad guy. And so the lawyers are arguing that. Her uh, her lawyers uh, have asked that uh, the fact that he is uh, involved in that second case uh, in which he's kneeling on a prisoner's neck. Uh, and the county of L.A. is arguing exactly the opposite, saying we don't want that in Vanessa Bryant's civil suit. Here's a legal argument because it has nothing to do with the uh, the suit in which Vanessa Bryant is uh, has uh, begun. Nothing. They're not connected. And the argument is it's only to uh, have the jury look at the police officer as a bad guy. It's way prejudicial and not probative. Probative meaning evidence is introduced. Testimony is introduced to further uh, have the jury understand the case, to establish facts, to establish motive, whatever the issue is. But uh, the fact that he kneeled on a prisoner's neck, what does that have to do with him taking the pictures, which he shouldn't have taken? Uh, So that is um, what's going on. Hasn't been decided yet. Uh, But I think uh, the county is going to win on that one. I truly do. Let's take uh, some phone calls. Hey, Charles, welcome to Handle on the Y. Yes, sir. Listen, I'm in the process of filing for divorce. Congratulations. I've lived in, thank you, I've lived in Orange County all my life. My wife and son found me an apartment in L.A. County. 
Do I file in L.A. County or Orange County? Doesn't matter. I mean, where's your your wife and son live where? Uh, you are Belinda. Uh, yeah, I'd file in L.A. County. It really, I mean, it doesn't matter. But that's where you are, and uh, that's easy. I mean, it's county by county. But you're fine filing in. It, uh, it's not a stall tactic to keep me from doing No, know, no, 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 no. Not at all. Not at okay, all. Okay. That, that's, not, that's all I was concerned yeah, about. Yeah, not even a little bit. How long were you married, by the way, Charles? Uh, 47 years. <laughs> 47 years. And so yes. did she take a hike on you? Did you leave her? You know what the truth is? Uh, my son went back east to college, and things were getting dicey. And then he came back out here after he graduated. And my wife said, why don't you retire? Things would be great. We'll travel. That lasted one week. He moved out of the house, and everything just fell apart. Wow. Okay. That was our focus, his education. Yeah. And, and then you realize, you know, I, you know that's, that's interesting uh, because a lot of people, they focus on their kids, their kids, their kids, and then, boom, kids are done, and they realize, wow, we have nothing in common, and we hate the kid. And it's uh, – Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's a <laughs> yeah. tough way to go. Yeah, but you're fine. Um, Greg, hello, Greg. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi. Uh, I'm a commercial – uh, motor vehicle driver, and back in February, I was on the westbound 210, uh, and I got pulled over for doing 62 miles an hour on the 210 freeway in the far right lane by a highway patrol motorcycle officer, and I kind of feel that I was commercially profiled. What does that mean? Wait, 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 Greg, what does commercially profiled mean? I'm going to explain. Um, there were trucks in the third lane and trucks in the second lane that were passing me and my vehicle was the only one that did not have california plates ah i worked i worked for a company that uh okay. is uh, worldwide they're based out of omaha i had omaha uh had nebraska plates on the track okay trip. so let me ask uh I, you got tagged for 62 speed limit 55 in uh, your truck Okay, the, the, so the, so you were exceeding the speed limit by seven miles per hour, and you're in the right lane. Correct. And there are cars with California plates that are zipping past you on the to your left at a much greater speed. Correct? Uh, other trucks. Okay, yeah. got it. And uh, your question is what? Uh, do I have a case to go to court to fight it? No. And I'll tell you why. Uh, first of all, okay. you may very well have been uh, commercially profiled. I have no idea. I mean, based on what you say, it sounds like he tagged you. But here are the rules, and there's no way you're going to be able to fight them. Rule number one, you were speeding. And unless you want to fight that, uh, and that they the, the cop uh, either had radar on you or he tagged you. He was uh, driving along and he did whatever his calculations were. He's going 55 or 60 and, you know, they're trained to figure out whatever formula it is to make sure that they get you, uh, which is accepted by the court, whichever they, way they come up with it. Uh, so they, he, so his testimony is you were speeding. You're not going to be able to fight that. Also, the fact that you were profiled or let's say you were, I don't, it, it, the word profiled wouldn't be correct. Let's say you were, dis, there was a discrimination there that the cop decided to tag you instead of that guy over there. They can do that. It's selective, yeah. it's, it's selective enforcement, Greg. They, ha, they if, if you have five people speeding 
they you can't go all after all five. So the cop picks one, and that one can't say, but someone was moving faster than me. First of all, you can't prove it. That's for starters. Uh, and second of yeah. all, the cop has a choice. So now you got nowhere to go on that. Let me ask you, how much is that yeah. going to cost you? Uh, I mean, obviously uh, there's a speeding ticket, but yeah. does it hurt you commercially? Just under four hundred dollars. Yeah, and but it's not going to hurt your job or anything, right? Well, it won't hurt the job, but it's going to put points on my uh, personal license and also points on the uh, company's. Uh, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Now, is this the only is this the only speeding ticket you have that I've had for the last 22 years? Wow. Yeah. You know what? Can you go on a diversion program or whatever they call it? A traffic school uh, where it doesn't uh, go against you? Schwarzenegger got rid of that when he was elected governor. I didn't so know that. Anybody with a anybody with a class A license cannot. Got it. Uh, OK. Yeah. All right. Okay, so, what, what plates? What 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 plates are you? Again, Oregon. Uh, no, I'm here in Arizona, but I got the ticket in Pasadena. Yeah, I, what, but what plate? Uh, the uh, truck has what state's plates? Oh, uh, Nebraska. Oh, ne- yeah. You know, everybody hates Nebraska. Uh, who the hell cares about Nebraska, Greg? I mean, that's just a weird <laughs> state, you know. I mean, Nebraska. Yeah. Omaha, I guess. Although housing is a lot cheaper in Nebraska than it is here in Southern California. I mean, there you can buy half the state for what you sell a house for here. Juana. Oh, that's interesting. Is that Juana or Juana? How is that pronounced? Juana. Juana. Wow, that's great. Uh, what kind of name is that, Juana? That's a Spanish. Spanish. Okay. I just never heard it that way. Get off the speakerphone, would you please? Sure. One second. Here we go. Okay. What can I do for you? Okay. Tenant, uh, landlord. I lease a beautiful uh, townhouse uh, end of February 2020, right before the lockdown. I did mention to um, the management that I had a service dog, and they promised to change the carpet to um, wood floors. And I moved in, and they didn't do it. And then we locked down, and they they couldn't do it because of the lockdown, right, COVID. Uh, I decided to move out because during COVID, there there was a lot of uh, things that were not fixed. And so I moved out, and now they're charging me for the carpet. Oh, because of the damage that was done by your dog? Uh, yes. Oh. Uh, she peed a couple of times. I tried keeping it clean, and it was clean on the surface, but they removed it, and they saw stains under the carpet. Yeah. That's the pictures they showed me. Okay. So, um, and they promised that they would replace uh, the carpet with wood, wood, wood flooring, which is kind of bizarre because that's thousands of dollars to replace uh, well, carpet. It was, it was not real wood floor. It was like. It doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't matter. It's yeah, still thousands of dollars uh, to replace mm-hmm. it. Uh, and in many cases, that artificial flooring, the laminate, et cetera, whichever way you do, is not even real wood. Uh, yes. So now they're charging you. And how much are they charging you? $2,000. I, uh, you know what? I'd argue. I'd argue. Uh, and you, I mean, they're going to deny that they promised to put in wood floors because. Uh, yeah, know. they did. They denied it. They denied it. Of course they I did. Of course. Uh, and you didn't get it in writing because no one does. And, and yeah, frankly, I got to tell you, Juan, if I own a piece of property and you were to testify that I said it, I would deny it. And my argument mm-hmm. would be who in their right mind is going to, in this market, uh, who would ever say, oh, sure, I'm willing to spend three, four, eight thousand dollars to put in a new floor uh, because I have a, a tenant uh, for Juana. I mean, that's 
you're going to have a very hard time uh, proving it, especially when they said we didn't do it. So on the surface, it looks like you're stuck. It looks like uh, now you can de mm -hmm. deny to say you don't owe the money. There's no attorney's fees. They'll sue you in small claims court. And the worst that happens, you're in the same position you are here. And you go, my dog didn't do it or uh, the stains were already there or you can say almost anything. I mean, I had that same situation where um, uh, I had a, a service dog. I rented to a, someone who had a service dog, and they said, and I there was pee all over the place. And I go, "It's your dog," and uh, I and I had a pet deposit, and I found out uh, that uh, that didn't fly because turned out uh, that the owner ended up peeing all over the carpet. And that was a whole thing about uh, oh. you know, bladder issues. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't pee on the. You carpet. didn't do it. Well, you see, that would have been a better story, uh, but yeah. It's, uh, I don't know where you're going to go with that. I really don't. Not with the joke, but uh, where if you look at all of the facts lining up, uh, it doesn't sound like a winner to me, even though it's probably true. I'm not arguing that. But, you know, welcome to the law. Anybody thinks that the justice system, uh, justice actually is something other than a word. If you think that's descriptive, it's not. Jesse. Hi, Jesse. I purchased, uh, I live in San Diego, and I bought my house in the mid-90s. And the city, um, we got a letter, uh, me and my neighbors got a letter from the city saying that um, part of our property, it's on the city's property because we all live on a cul-de-sac and then there's a mountain. So now the city wants to make a part. And now they're saying, uh, well, you know what, uh, you guys, uh, you know, our, your walls are in, in our, in our uh, line, in the property. So now they want us to move, to move our walls where it belongs but you know this has been so many years yeah yeah, yeah. How, uh, let me ask you let me ask you a question um how how far do they want you to move those walls how much land are you going to lose not a lot maybe say uh 200 or 300 square feet okay how far back okay or you're going to lose that much but realistically how wide is your lot jesse i'm assuming it goes right up uh, there it's uh maybe four feet okay. by Four feet by 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 fifty or sixty okay. feet, something like that. But you're actually going to lose four feet uh, when you think about it. Yes. If you go back, uh, you know, across the entire back, you're going to lose four feet of that. How big is your lot, Jesse? I'm just doing some math here. My lot, uh, my whole house is uh, two thousand square feet. No, how big is the lot? But the lot is like I said, it's not. It's not that. Okay, that, hold on. Let me go in. Loose. Okay, let me, Jesse. Let me go in a different direction. Uh, if uh, you uh, give up four feet of your property uh are you going to notice it and are you going to actually lose uh, a good part of the use of your property yes okay are, so, um, i am going to notice it okay all right and it uh and, and the only w w reason uh that i say that because you're going to have to make a choice between a lot of hassle and giving up four feet that's where i was going you look at it you go eh, you know what uh okay so now you get to find out they're arguing that you are on uh, their property. And uh, Correct. They, hold on. Then the argument is going to be, what does that mean? Is it an easement uh, where it is your property and the city has an easement, which means they can use it and there's not a damn thing you can do about it? It's like a utility easement. Uh, there is a, a piece of uh, property where a corner is there's an easement to the utility company and uh it's your property but the utility company uses it and you can't do a damn thing about it because it's a recorded easement so the first thing you get to do is you get to do a title search and find out if there is an easement 
Then you get to figure out if there is no easement, uh, do you own that piece of land or did the developer just throw a wall up there uh, four feet into the city land? No idea. You have to look at a survey. You may have to do a survey. And those are a thousand bucks. And if it's uh, possibly you can share that with your neighbors because it's the same four feet that's going back. It's no small deal. That's the point, Jesse. It's a big deal. You can't just say, oh, I'm not moving the wall. And then if you tell them to go pound sand, then they start with a legal maneuver against you. And let me tell you, you're talking about the city and they have unlimited resources relative to anything you can have. That's why I asked you, are you really going to miss four feet? Yeah, no, yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah, it depends. I, I mean, it, well, just let it go. Maybe. Well, Don, no, wait a sec. I mean, don't take my advice. I just tell you what I would do. Uh, and if the lot is big enough where eh, it's four feet, also, you can look at it another way. It's always been the city's land if you found out, and you got four feet worth of land for the last uh, 20, 30 years. Now, the other side of it is you can also argue uh, that uh, you've, you're grandfathered in. Uh, that they have waived their rights because it's been there uh, so long ago. So uh, what I would do is I would talk to a real estate attorney and just buy an hour of time and figure out where you go. There are a lot of moving pieces here, Jesse. I mean, a lot. And so that's not just a, hey, Bill, uh, you know, do I have to move my wall? Uh, You know what? Let me answer the question. So, all right, Jesse, uh, what's your question? Hey, Bill, do I have to move my wall? Eh, I don't know. All right. There's a handle on the law answer. I like that. Edward. Hello, Edward. Welcome. Well, hi, Bill. Um, I need to know how I get my uh, soon-to-be ex-wife's name off of a home we shared together. Um, bought the home uh, ten, 22 years ago. I've been there. She was there with me the first 10. Uh, we separated, and um, it's not going to work. And she's in total agreement with this, but I can't make any moves. I can't refinance. I can't do anything because I have to. Yeah, I know. So that gets easy. That gets really easy. And uh, all you do is have her uh, sign a quit claim, quit claim deed. Right now, uh, you both own the home, correct? The title is in both your names, right? Right. All right. So legally, all you do is both of you sign a deed transferring the entire property to you. So title holders, both of you, are giving one of the title holders, you, the entire property. Now, okay. let's do wait, that's the easy part. Okay, that is just the legal maneuver. Yeah, that is one form you pull off the internet, you go to a notary, uh, notary you record it, and you are done. And it costs you all of eight bucks or something. Or no, the notary will cost you 50 bucks if you go to one or $35. Then you have to record it, and that's like $12. So that that's an easy part. Now the issue Understood. is, are you divorced or not? No, we're, okay, you're no, st- we're working on that. Okay, now. you're still married. Let me tell you. Right. Uh, before uh, before you do any of that, you have to figure out uh, if during the course of a divorce uh, or she says, I want this out of the divorce and uh, this that, that this transfer has nothing to do with our divorce and I voluntarily give this up. You better have a lawyer letter where she uh, says, I've talked to an attorney about my rights on this and I'm giving up those rights or any rights I may have. And I don't know if she has rights or not, but I got to tell you, if it turns out that this goes south, this relationship goes south, and she is no longer happy with the fact she gave you the house, you've bought yourself some litigation. I see. Okay. I see. So, uh, okay. yeah, 
You want to talk to you? Do you have? Are you getting divorced? We are. Okay. Uh, talk to your divorce attorney about doing this. And the divorce attorney, if she is if she is amiable to doing that, uh, the divorce attorney will contact the other divorce attorney uh, or contact her and say, "Hey, listen, uh, is this? Do you agree with this? I'll send you the paperwork and make sure that an attorney sits down with her and at least explains that part." Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, with regard to the with regard to the quit claim, is that would that in any way affect me tax wise? No, no, it's interspousal. Okay. Should be you should be you should be okay on that. Okay. All right. Good luck Thank to you. you. So yeah. Much. No, it's uh, yeah. Right now, everybody's amicable. Right now, it's fine. Uh, my wife wants to give me the house because I've been living in it, uh, you know, ten years longer than she has, and uh, we're all wonderful. And then you get into a divorce. And then you start talking to a divorce attorney who then says, hey, 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 wait a minute. You know, you got some rights here. You know, you have uh, you have at least an argument that you have part of that property, if not half of it. Uh, divorces are wonderful things, especially and you have no choice. You have to go to a divorce attorney. And then there are two types of divorce attorneys, actually three types of divorce attorneys, one dead attorneys. Uh, attorneys that have already died. They're the best kind. Then you have uh, divorce attorneys uh, that give you every break in the world saying, let's make this as inexpensive as possible and let's try to work this out without any litigation. Uh, those are the ones that are also dead uh, because there's no uh, a divorce attorney in the world that were alive that would do that. And then there are divorce attorneys since they get uh, paid hourly, hey, let's get to work. And tell usually the wife, only because of the financial, sometimes the husband, if she makes all the money, hey, I can get you everything. And in reality, you get half. That's it. And in reality, uh, the spouse who's suing also gets uh, the amount of spousal support, assuming he or she doesn't work. Uh, that is part of a chart. It's part of a guideline that anybody can look at. And the judges usually follow that. So... Yeah, that's the way it works in the world of divorce. Lovely, lovely. Hello, Jeffrey. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. Yeah. Uh, my, my father passed away uh, in December of last year um, in Alabama. I have a sister, and uh, she and I are the, I guess, major beneficiaries, although there's seven grandchildren involved. She, I'm in California. She has uh, evaded my request for a copy of the trust. Okay. Um, this is not a written on the back of a cereal box. She okay. had uh, he had an attorney. All right. Alabama attorney uh, Merrill Lynch is involved. Okay. Do you know who the attorney uh, is, Jeffrey? Yes, I do. Okay. Have you contacted the attorney at this point? I have not. I have right. not. But um, what I'm what my major question is. Do you think this is going to unwrap by itself? No, me? no, no, it's not. You you have to get involved on this. First of all, do you have any idea how much money we're talking about, Jeffrey? Uh, at least a million. Okay, so now uh, when Sister doesn't want to show you uh, copies of the trust, uh, you're in Denmark and something is not kosher. If it turned right. out, if it turned out that uh, you weren't a beneficiary, she'd show you that in two seconds. Uh, so okay. I'm a, that's kind of what I was concerned yeah. about, actually. <laughs> yeah, but you know, there's ways <coughs> you can force the issue. First of all, if you are a beneficiary, you want to contact the attorney who wrote it and say, really simply, uh, my sister who has a copy will not show me the copy, and so that attorney should uh, should help you out. The other situation or the other way around it is to hire an attorney. 
to then file a lawsuit against her. Who's the trustee here, Jeffrey? Do you know? Uh, executor? Is that no, what you mean? No, if it's a trust, it's the, there's a trustee. If it's a will, there's an executor. Which is it? Well, my sister is, you know, I, I, I'm not sure about the terms, but she's the, she's the one. I remember my dad telling me one, one time that she was the executor. Okay, so that's, okay, well, that's a will. That is a will. Okay. But the same situation happens. Now, uh, in terms of the will, that's actually better news for you. Because once she opens probate, and she has to, that's the law. She can't just take money out. First of all, the, anything that's in your dad's name, uh, she can't touch because uh, it's yeah. your dad. So a will well, has. Here's another little twist. Uh, she's she she's not qualified to do any of this. It doesn't so matter. I, nobody cares. Yeah, I told her. I said, get a, get an attorney. Yeah, nobody cares. I said, get an attorney to help you. Yeah. Well, she did. Okay. She went to the attorney who originally was involved in the trust. Uh, drawing up of the trust. Okay, have you contacted I, that attorney? I not yet. Okay, you to have to. to you first, no, you actually. contact you contact that. You start with that, Jeffrey. You contact that attorney, uh, and I would also put it in writing. You follow up with a, um, uh, a memorial. Mem, well, you memorialize. There you go. That's the word I want. Any conversation. So you having a conversation with the attorney? Go. I want to know what's going on. And that follows up with an email, dear Mr. Attorney, per our phone conversation that we had yesterday. Here is what I'm requesting. I believe I'm a uh, beneficiary under the will. And uh, my sister, who I believe is the executor, refuses uh, to share any information. Can you please forward any information? You want that in writing after you have a conversation. Email wouldn't do. Email does fine. Email is fine. Email's okay. fine, as long as you can prove. That's not a problem, because it shows delivered, and uh, that, that's no, that, that's a proof. Bob! Hello, Bob. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, Bill. I'm an Amazon seller, and I sell cosmetics and makeup. And in 2021, I sold about 900 bottles of this one specific nail polish. And this year, I've only sold about 12 bottles, and, and I couldn't really figure out why it my sales had dropped, and then I went back and saw a lady that bought a bottle in October had left me some negative feedback on New Year's Eve saying I sold her counterfeit nail polish. So, I mean, I can only link the two together that that's the reason why I'm okay. not selling this product. So, I mean, the lady has no proof uh, that, that what I sold her is, is counterfeit, and Amazon won't remove the comment. So do I have any recourse? Yeah, you can sue her. If you know who she is, mm-hmm. yeah, I know who she is. I okay, know she, then you sue her. I mean, I have then her you sue her, but the... you have to, but you have to prove it was her comment that caused yeah. your lack of sales. But I got to tell you, that's not hard to do because if you right. if you say uh, nine hundred bottles before she said this, twelve bottles after she said this, you know that's uh, you know that that's connecting the dots. And uh, yeah, she's in Florida, and I'm in Georgia. Well, you can sue in, in Florida. You can sue her mm-hmm. in Florida. You get a lawyer in Florida, or uh, and I don't know how it works inter- between Georgia and Florida. This is where you get a business lawyer and say, mm-hmm. "What can I do for this?" And you try to sue her. But you know, does she have any assets? Uh, what was the profit yeah, on your? What, what were the? What was the profit that you made on the nine hundred uh, bottles? Um, I, I'd have to figure it out. But yeah, I mean, you have I'd to probably make. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's just one of those things where it, I can't. I mean, it's not. It's not breaking me. 
you know. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Bob, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's breaking you or not. You have to come up with a yeah. figure. You have, you have to sue for right. money. And you got to figure out what the right. profit is. And let's say you're making $5 a bottle. Is that fair? Right around there, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So five uh, $5 a bottle times 900 I mean, that's money. Now, is it worth it? Yeah, I mean, you're not going to have a lawyer do that because uh, the lawyer is going to charge you more than that just to get started. Or you just... Should I send her a letter? Yeah. I mean, but, because she she could remove the comment Okay, herself. then just then this is what you do. You send her a letter. Now, this is where you do hire a lawyer to send her a letter. Because okay. you making a demand versus I represent Bob, please be advised, I represent Bob, and this is what we allege you have done... And if you don't remove uh, this negative comment, uh, then we will go forward uh, and sue you. And uh, the language is, uh, you know, we'll take all uh, uh, all the laws that we can and all the remedies that are allowable under law. You know, it's your normal language. And that may get her started. Uh, because okay. if, if I get one of those letters and, uh, you know, I'm a lawyer, so they don't impress me uh, because I know, you know, they're blowing a lot of smoke. But, you know, your average person who doesn't know that, you know, it doesn't have the inside baseball on that. Yeah, maybe uh, it's worth a lawyer uh, letter. Okay, this is Handle on the Law. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.